Reese Peasy. Oh my god. Welcome to go fuck yourself, Ari. It is. Eat my entire ass. And we're here. Get get spleen deep with your tongue in my asshole. Benjamin, if I can sprinkle on some pieces. Go right up. You said it. Oh my god, you said it right for half of the second. Yeah, fuck. We were having a argument hey, about it's, whether it's a, it's sort of a fun discussion we're having, where I think that colloquially and correctly they should be called Reese's Pieces. You uh, have, but that's you're fundamentally changing the word pieces. Language to make your evolved, rhyme. Travis. <laughs> Language evolves. All right. So I think we're all half right in this because I'm holding a box of an empty box of Reese's pieces and it's spelt R E E S E apostrophe S P I E C E S Reese's pieces. I blame I'm aware how it's spelled Reese's pieces. I blame Reese's pieces exclusively for me not knowing how to spell the word peace in any given moment. I blame Reese's Pieces on my first marriage. (laughs) If you want to talk about all the good things that Reese's Pieces have done for you, send us a letter. Send it it to Habcast Headquarters. Ask not what Reese's Pieces can do for you. Ask what Reese's what you can do for Reese's Pieces. Uh, Washington, our Habcast Headquarters, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Washington, D.C., um, oh fuck! That is the uh, White House. <laughs> Don't send your letters there. Not about <laughs> yeah, this. Send, send other letters. Or do. There. Yeah. Yeah. Or really confuse the shit out of Joe Biden. Sure. Or you hey, know, whatever poor aide has to read them. Let's start a presidential mailing campaign where we all <laughs> stick a stamp on a potato and mail it to the White House. Why a potato? Because you can just do that. Wait a minute. Joe Biden is Irish Catholic. Is this a hate crime? <laughs> kind of. Oh. Yeah. Let's, let's, <laughs> Remember let's this? change it. Remember this asshole? <laughs> this almost took out your entire fucking country. That and the English. Fuck you. <laughs> let's change it to <laughs> Until Unless you make a, an executive order to change the Reese's Pieces <laughs> named to Reese's Pieces. Oh, my God. Oh. You guys ever seen Airheads? <laughs> Not the candy, uh, but the movie. I no. Yeah, I knew you were talking about the fucking movie. It's been yeah. over a decade at this point, so yes, but no. But you remember the basic plot. It's like guys break into a radio station to uh, try and get their demo tape played over the airways, right? Yeah, and then their demo so, tape is just them furiously flapping a, a packet of an airhead back and forth so that it becomes a little yes. pillow. I'm imagining that movie, but instead it's with uh, the pronunciation of Reese's Pieces. We're holding the entire White House <laughs> hostage just to change the pronunciation of <laughs> candy. What a, what a funny joke, Ben. Ha, ha, ha. If anyone's listening, he's kidding. Ha, ha, ha. We definitely don't have any plans for that. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. Anyways, Ben Teichmiller lives in. No, I'm just kidding. It's him you want, Alabama. not me. I'm innocent. I just wanted to send a bunch of potatoes to the White House. <laughs> oh. oh, but the thing is that the 
potatoes are poisonous, so if the president <laughs> eats them, he oh dies. My- I want to kill the president of the <laughs> United <laughs> States. <laughs> what a great joke. Tra- <laughs> Travis, you, you jokester. <laughs> Once again, it's Travis you want. I'm innocent in all of this. I had no idea about the potato, the poisonous thing. I assumed they'd be cooked. Okay, I assumed we were going to send no. boiled potatoes through the mail. With a little note no, attached. Well, the original, the original intention is that they're they're going to no. be raw. <laughs> you can't send cooked potatoes. What a hilarious! They're going to be raw potatoes. No, what a hilarious! And then right joke. before you send Travis. it, you're going to take you're going to take a hypodermic needle full of arsenic and oh stick it God. in the potato. Ha 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 ha! You're so funny, <laughs> Travis. Once again, I have nothing to do with this. I'm am along for the ride. Don't arrest me. Don't arrest me. You know, I, I don't even like potatoes that much. I only buy hash someone. browns. Yeah. I only buy Trader Joe's hash browns. I couldn't even do what you're asking if I wanted to. We had a Trader Joe's recently, so that's pretty cool, huh? You know? Fuck yeah, yeah we did. Holy shit. So many delicious little treats that I have now, like miniature ice cream cones. Yeah, fuck. Hash um. browns. <laughs> What's your favorite Trader Joe's item? God. <laughs> What is this conversation? I'm just trying to get off the, uh, you know, attempted assassination of you're, you're, the uh, You're circling uh, back president. to it, Ari. You're circling back to it. <laughs> I'm getting off that oh, train it, real quick. <laughs> oh, it won't be attempted. Oh, no. Oh, it'll God. Be, Travis, it'll be what successful. are you doing? Travis, don't buy a potato between now and, like, six months. Okay? Possibly every But I eat potatoes every other I day. I don't think you can eat any more potatoes. I buy 10 pounds of potatoes at what? a time. Why do you buy so many fucking potatoes? <laughs> because I eat a lot of potatoes. That's, that's, too that's like one of my main rotation foods. I eat, here's what I eat as a single male in my 30s, almost 30s. I, was I say, eat potatoes. Uh, pinto beans and cornbread. Pinto beans, beans and cornbread. Ooh. Okay. And I've recently gotten into eat, uh, making dal. Ooh. Can I give you an upgrade for your pinto beans? What's that? Cook them with a beef bouillon in them. Ah. Holy shit, is it amazing. Well, see, usually what I do is uh, veggie stock, mm-hmm. and I quarter up an onion in there as Ooh, well. Ooh, fuck yeah. And then the onion gets nice and, like, gushy and, like, Slurpy and slippery. It's awesome. Wait, are these good? Yeah. Words. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like slurpy. It's like slurp. It's like slurping up an onion. It's like Mm, it's so slimy. You know, you know know how some people will put like ham hocks or like you know somewhat you know meaty bones in beans to cook them. I've heard of that happening. Same premise. Where like the little meat chunks will come off of the bone in the bean soup, so you get kind of like meat and beans kind of thing. Same concept, but it's with onions. It's basically like it's 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 a vegetarian way of doing it. As yeah. all of you know, I the last time I ate a bean, someone in the world died. So I've sworn off eating beans. Because um, every time I do, inevitably someone dies. Not anyone I know. And again, it's just in the world. So admittedly, it could maybe dying is something that happens a lot. And I just only hear about it on days I eat beans. Uh, But until I know for certain, I've sworn off all beans. You know, Ari, I find that unbeanleavable. 
only beans I eat are jelly beans. <laughs> oh, and egg fried rice. That's the other thing in Ooh, my rotation. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. That's, that I can get behind. Honestly, I can get behind the potato thing, too. But I think you should get out from behind the potato thing. At least until this whole mess clears up. Speaking of presidents and food. You mean the mess where I want to murder the president of the United States? Travis doesn't want to do that. He's just making a joke on our comedy podcast. Do you guys want to talk about presidents and weird food? Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everyone knows that Reagan was obsessed with jelly beans. But did you know that Nixon, on his last day in office, ate the saddest looking plate of canned (laughs) pineapples and cottage cheese? What a disgusting man. (laughs) Not only was he disgusting as a... Like, he was just disgusting in every single way. Every facet. Disgusting morally and disgusting dietarily. I'll send the pineapple... Pineapple and... That... That sounds like something someone would eat if they were trying to die. Oh, yeah. get ready like, for this. First of all, it is a very tiny lunch. Like, I just don't think people ate so much back then. But second of all, he guess what he drinks it with? And choose the worst option. Mountain Dew um, Code Red. Coffee with cream. <laughs> Milk. Like heavy cream, not even half and half. Milk? Milk. <gasps> Pineapples and milk? Pineapple what? Cottage cheese. He's got, oh, he's got his God. calcium for the day and then milk. Oh, no. I'm okay. putting this in our Discord. Um, so if you guys want to see the saddest lunch on the planet. This is like he just, ate uh, that before he re- he ate that before he resigned and flew off in a helicopter. The day that he resigned. Yeah, that's what he had for lunch. Or it's either the day he resigned or it was his last day in office. Because I'm not sure if it was like he resigned. I love how there's a knife and fork. Get Hmm? the fuck out, Reagan. Oh, man. This is almost as bad as the uh, William Henry Harrison cherries and milk thing. God, I didn't even know about this one. Wait, I'm looking at presidents and weird food. Preferences. We'll do I was going to type in obsessions. But we'll do preferences. Oh, here's a list on the Cooking Channel uh, t- website. Okay, so yeah, Ronald Reagan, jelly beans. This caption, though. It's no secret that the Gipper loved sitting down to a big bowl of jelly beans. Did we ever call Reagan the Gipper? What was yeah, that? That, that's, that was, was that like an his act- nickname. Yeah. yeah, was that an actor nickname? I have no idea. Watch out, guys. The Gipper's coming to town. He's going to destroy the middle class. Um, It sounds like a slur, right? (laughs) It sounds pretty bad. I wouldn't want to be called the Gipper. Uh, Bill Clinton. Zachary Taylor, who died. Who loved cherries and milk. Like, in milk. No, yeah. Well, no, that's why they think he, he... so basically, he died, and the doctors at the time thought it was because he ate. He was at a party, and he ate so many cherries and milk that that it killed him. Jesus Christ! What? Or you know, or it could have been typhoid fever. It was probably. I feel like it was that. I God, I hope it was that. <laughs> Fuck! I really hope it's the typhoid fever. Because I actually, guys, this is a confession. I love cherries and milk. 
like together as a cereal. What? I just am all the time. I'm just nomming that up. It's so good. No, I've never had it before. I'm not a monster. Okay. I've had cherries and I've had milk separately and I've never been like these two things would taste great together. Although I guess yeah, it's cherries, like chocolate and peanut butter. I guess cherries and milk is basically just like cherries and whipped cream, but you know, with a little less effort put in. Yeah. So maybe depressed. it wouldn't be that bad, you yeah. know? Uh, Bill Clinton loved McDonald's. Yeah. He made gorge primarily on veggies nowadays, but back when he was prez, there was nothing Clinton enjoyed more than Egg McMuffins and Big Macs. I mean, to be fair, being the president is a very stressful job, and eating McDonald's is a very fun... (laughs) Yeah, it's a very fun and unstressful thing to do. It is. Uh, Abraham Lincoln loved chicken fricassee. Which is a dish they don't make anymore. Huh. Uh, I've never. I've heard of chicken fricassee. I've never seen anyone make it. John F. Yeah. Kennedy loved clam chowder, which I feel like he chose for political reasons because he was from New England. Yeah. Right. Uh, Franklin Del Rose- Franklin Franklin uh, D. Roosevelt loved grilled cheese sandwiches. Fuck yeah! Which like man of the people right there. Lyndon Johnson loved Fresca. Really? Mm-hmm. Lyndon B. swinging his fat dick? No, Johnson? The, other, the other Lyndon B. Johnson, oh. who was also president. Yes, that well, that one. <laughs> yes, the very same. He loved Fresca? He loved Fresca. That's hilarious. <laughs> LBJ loved Fresca so much, he had a Fresca fountain installed in the White House. Nice. <laughs> they installed Love his that. dick. <laughs> Oh, please don't. I love, I honestly, I love hearing about stuff like that where it's like, this president liked this thing so much that they just had it on tap at the White House 24 7. They were just like, I love hearing about that. I'm dealing with a lot of shit, so I'm going to have root beer whenever the fuck I want. You hear me? Yo, exactly. I I, I love root beer. I will look. If I don't have a glass of root beer in my hands at all fucking times, I will lose my mind. I will um, press the button. I actually found out recently that that is actually how Nixon and Reagan felt about alcohol. So, yeah, that's comforting, right? <laughs> that's very, that's yeah. very exciting. Oh, also, please don't think me being like FDR was a man of the people is like an endorsement. He also was a terrible person uh, who did a, ton, a bunch of awful stuff. Okay. Um, William Harrison and James Garfield had the same food that they loved, which is squirrel soup. And that's why nobody remembers those guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a nutty soup. And then Richard Jesus Nixon, Christ. they mentioned cottage <laughs> cheese, except they have a more disgusting uh, combo. Richard Nixon, cottage cheese with ketchup. Oh, Richard. Not only did Richard Nixon oh my enjoy God. a good bowl of cottage cheese in the morning, he mixed in everyone's favorite AM pick-me-up, ketchup. Jesus Christ. Good Lord. And I thought M&M's and cottage cheese was bad. What? Oh, God. <laughs> Have you not seen this? No, cottage cheese I is swear... Bad. I swear I've seen, like, little pre-made cups of cottage cheese with M&M's to dump in. Like, yeah. you know how they do it with yogurt? Yeah, yeah, They've yeah. They've done it with cottage cheese, too. Have, have y'all ever tried cottage cheese? Because I actually have had it pretty recently, and it's okay. 
I do. I haven't had it recently. I feel like me. I'm I'm a little scared to try it because of my grape nut situation recently. Oh yeah. How I got like obsessed with grape nuts. So I'm afraid that if I try cottage cheese, (laughs) I may only eat cottage cheese for two weeks. So I've had cottage cheese recently, and I will say the texture is a is a barrier for enjoyment. But it taste wise, it's just like a milder mozzarella. Like it's not crazy or anything. what like, can, can you compare can you compare cottage cheese to ricotta yes and in fact um my favorite lasagna is the stouffer's lasagna admittedly i'm not eating a lot of lasagna in my life okay it's not like i've ever been to italy and had noticed lasagna so like i don't want to hear any criticism about it so my favorite lasagna is the stouffer's lasagna that you get frozen it's delicious they don't use ricotta in their lasagna they use cottage cheese what? Yeah. What? Yep. Fuck, maybe I do like cottage cheese. And I thought they yeah. only had mozzarella, and I thought the only reason why I liked it is because I didn't like ricotta, which I actually do enjoy taste-wise, but also texture-wise. It's, it's like, meh. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is, like, once ricotta is all melted and, like, mixed around with noodles, I like putting ricotta in my baked ziti. Yes. Okay. That's that's a good way to do it because it gets all mixed around in there. Um, and, like, like you can't just eat a spoonful of ricotta cheese. It's going to taste like sand. You can't. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you can't, but there are people who can. Uh, not me, but others. Oh, yeah. Well, and also, like, not all ricotta cheese is made equal. Even at the grocery store, like, if you're not doing a binging with Babish making your own ricotta cheese from scratch situation, Mm -hmm. like, I will say, proven, this is a proven fact, the ricotta cheese, the Kroger brand ricotta cheese, kicks the shit out of the Walmart brand ricotta cheese. You heard it here first, people. I mean, I believe it. Yeah. I don't. It's I won't like, doubt it's you just on this. Better. Like I think the thing is like Walmart's ricotta cheese is like great value ricotta cheese is not salted, mm. and Kroger's is. Hmm. I think that's. I think that's what it is. It's just a lack of salt. Just add salt, and it's the same. We should do a taste test. Yeah. Like an experiment. All right. I have two more presidents oh, I've on this list, done it. and honestly, they may both be up for most boring food. Like not wrong. Not disgusting, like cottage cheese and ketchup, but just just boring. Like, these are your favorite. You've tried a lot of food. And, well, yes. (laughs) So, uh, Gerald Ford's favorite food was the English muffin. Wow. What a sad bastard. Holy shit. About as boring as his presidency was. You're president. Part of your job is to travel all over the world and... You have to try, like, the foods of different cultures, I assume, you know? And then mm. you're also going around to all these, like, state, fancy state dinners and stuff. And Gerald Ford was president during, what, like, the, I want to say he's, like, 70s, right? Yeah. He was, um, he, uh, he was between Nixon and Carter, I believe. Mm. Yes, he was, because, like, his most controversial thing he ever did was pardon Nixon. But not his co-conspirators. Yeah. So... He was actually Nixon's vice president um, before he was president. And then I think he had one term and then Carter came into office and then Carter had 
also one term. Yeah, also one term, and then we got Reagan, and then Bush had one term, and then we got Clinton, and then we got George also W. Also one term. No, uh, Clinton was two terms. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, maybe I just think because he was between the two Bushes that I think he had only one. No, Clinton was actually but- an insanely popular president pre-Monica uh, Lewinsky scandal. Gotcha, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say he was popular with uh, Republicans, probably, but... Yeah. Yeah, he was he was a pretty... Po- like, from what I remember, and I was a child, but he was a pretty popular president, and then, you know, the Lewinsky scandal happened. Uh, that being said, people have always fucking hated Hillary Clinton. Always. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hon- Since Hondo P. day one. Like, they've... They liked Bill, but they were like, fuck Hillary Clinton. She's the worst. Okay. So, number 10. The last presidential favorite food we get to know about, according to this list on cookingchannelTV.com, is Barack Obama's favorite food, which is broccoli. Hey, Damn, that's Barry. promoting healthy eating. Good on, good on you. Good on you, Barry. Uh, I'm going to say this. Broccoli is a fine food. I, English muffins are also great. But if somebody told me that they were their favorite food, I was like, oh, you've only had one. You were kept in the bottom of a well and you were only fed those yeah. things and you've never had any other food. And I'm so sorry to hear hey, that. Hey, you know what's you know what's pretty good is like frozen broccoli, but you cook it in the air fryer. Yeah. Like oh. you just dump that shit in frozen and let the air fryer do all the work. If there's a right answer here, it's Good definitely shit. the broccoli. Like, between those two, the broccoli is definitely the better food because you can do more to it and you have more delicious preparations, I feel like. Definitely. Yeah, an, for an, sure. An English muffin? Come on. What are you doing, man? You know? I mean, it's good. it's good with jam. An English muffin or, as I assume the British call it, a muffin. I actually don't think it's called that. They may call it our muffin. The American think, muffin. Do they call them? Is that what crumpets are? I feel like that's. I feel like crumpets. I feel like English muffins are crumpets' sad cousin, but I think that is what they have in comparison. Like I feel like crumpets. Okay, at least they always is. look better. You know, crumpets, crumpets always look more delicious. Uh, unsweetened batter, milk, flour, and yeast. Crumpets look like the. Yeah. Somehow it's different, but it's better. Yeah. I don't know. I can't tell if it's supposed to be sweet or not. I think... I don't know. Anyway. I think you're supposed to dip them in tea or something? You can spread jam on them. Yeah. Jam and butter and stuff. They've got all those crooks. Yeah. Those those nooks and crannies. Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with haystacks. And I think I learned, you know, those, uh, those butterscotch candies... With the sticks, yeah, not like literal sticks, but you know. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was obsessed with them because I love butterscotch and still do to this day. Still think butter uh, uh, haystacks are just one of the best treats ever invented. And I learned what a crumpet was around the same time, and I always got them mixed up. Like not, I I, I didn't learn what a crumpet was in actuality, but I heard the word crumpet and thought a haystack was a crumpet. So I'd read books about these, like, you know, British kids, and they'd be like, we had crumpets and tea, and I was like, holy shit, England is amazing. You guys eat crumpets every day. 
<laughs> or you guys eat what I thought were haystacks every day. This is the best. Uh, what a fun story. Anyways, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. This episode is called Blade Runners. Blade Runners. Bladed Runners. Blade Runners. Brothers run with blades? Blade Runners. Running with oh, Blythe Runners. <laughs> it's called Blythe Spirit. What's it about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam and Dean get sucked into a computer and they need Jeff Bridges to get him out. Oh. oh. That's not what Blade Runner is about. <laughs> I can't help but notice. <laughs> no. That's that's the mm, Tron sequel, actually. I was say, is that not Tron? <laughs> Legacy, I guess? It's Tron Legacy. Yes, yeah. it's Tron Legacy. <laughs> I thought it was about a bunch of British kids setting down to tea and having one of the most delicious snacks in the entire world. I guess that's not it. Guess also, I, it. I wanted to point out uh, J- Jimmy Carter throughout his presidency only ate peanuts. Yeah, <laughs> that's breakfast, not lunch, true. dinner. He was a nutty guy. <laughs> yep, that's not true. Okay, he had a peanut farm and he had to he give it up. Like, he literally couldn't get. Any yeah, he peanuts. was like, "You made he, he was like, you made me give up my peanut farm, so now I'm only going to eat peanuts out of solidarity for my peanut farm." Oh God, I can't remember the name of our first president. Uh, Billy something, but I'm pretty sure all he ate was uh, uh, sticks or cherry trees or something. Axes, maybe? <laughs> never told a lie, though. <laughs> he never told a lie. That son of a bitch. I actually <laughs> bet he told some lies. Particularly yeah. uh, the... The one about sticks? The one about sticks, yeah. All right. Well, I don't know if any of that happens in the Supernatural episode, but let's find out. Let's do it. And we're back. We're back. Um, well, well, well. Look I want to put this episode here. on the list of episodes that I didn't think would have the cameos that they had. Yeah. So, yeah. That, you know, I feel like the cameo they had is not going to date it at all, you know? It's definitely... No, definitely not. Yeah, it's, it's not terrible. It's definitely Honestly. not uh, it's totally irrelevant and of its time. The, the cameo is Snooky of the Jersey Shore. She appeared on the screen, and before they said her name, I was like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> What's so frustrating about this cameo in particular is that the Jersey Shore was already past its, like, 15 minutes of fame in the zeitgeist when this episode came out. It was dated then. This, I forgot, going into this episode, I forgot that it was a Buck Lemming episode, but then when the Snooki scene happened, I remembered that it was. Let's talk about the weird Buck Lemming stuff. Okay, so weird Buck Lemming stuff, um, which this is a plot episode, and usually their plot episodes are a little more reined in. 
but there's also so there's the doctor lady, Doctor McElroy, hitting on mm-hmm. Dean like super inappropriately. Um, yeah. yeah, and then there's Cuthbert hitting on Dean also Ooh. highly inappropriately, but he's like the villain, <laughs> so it makes sense. Um, right. Yeah. What other weird? We got. You know what? We got to bring back the buck loving the buck loving bingo. Oh yeah, we got to see how many episodes, how many. Uh, we have to see if we get bingo at least. I bet we can. Oh, I bet we can as well. All right. Bad pacing, shirtless torture. No shirtless torture, but there was torture. Waste of a perfectly good character. Consent issues. Yeah. Okay. There. Scene yep. saved by fantastic acting. OOC-ness. Nope. Someone is held captive and needs to be rescued. Yep. Awkward dialogue. Too many storylines. Ought to be multiple episodes. Yes. Yep. Passes yeah. Bechtel test. Nope. Nope. Flat one-liner. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Kind of boring is the free space. We'll go ahead and claim that one. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Something easily interpretable as queer baiting. Uh, hell yeah. Definitely. Strong yeah. slash powerful female oh, character. No? I already, I already see the bingo. Where do you see it? I see it. It's straight down. Starts with consent oh issues. God. Too many storylines. Something right. easily as interpretable as as queer baiting. New spell power trick that we'd never seen before. And sexism. Bingo, 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 bingo. bingo. Let's see what bingo. else uh, passes on the card. Um, strong slash powerful female character. No, but only because Abaddon wasn't in this episode, but she was mentioned a lot. But we never actually see her, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna say a no on that. Um, yeah, something easily interpretable as Dean Cass. Cass was in this episode, so no, really bad stereotypes. Uh, um, no, there was only white people in this episode, so no. <laughs> Bullet dodged. unless Snooki is a stereotype. You know what? Snooki's an Italian, a New Jersey stereotype, but I don't, I don't necessarily <laughs> want to blame that on a uh, Buck Lemming. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Snooki. Could you imagine? Could you imagine what the Sopranos would be like if Jersey Shore was on the air at the same time? Oh, oh my shit. god! Honestly, <laughs> I want to live in that universe. <laughs> That's not a bullet dodge yeah, so fuck. much as it's uh, like hit me. You know. Um, continuity error, error. Honestly, I can't remember, but I feel like yes. About once an episode. Yeah, I mean that's all of season nine. Yeah, once once an episode post like I'm gonna say like season seven. I'm like that doesn't make any sense. That's not how that goes. We already knew yep. this. Uh, unfortunate implications. <laughs> that's every episode of Supernatural. Uh, new spell slash. Oh yeah, we've already talked about that one. Racism. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and give it that one. Um, yeah. Sam slash Dean makes a decision that makes no sense. Also feels like that's a little unfair since that's most episodes. Uh, Day mm-hmm. sex machina. I'm gonna say no on that one. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a Day of Sex. Yeah, there's a, there's no. a Crowley X machina, but no Day sex machina. Yeah. Oh. Weirdly cut off scenes. I don't think so. Not, I don't think this time. 
Yeah, not, not this time. time yeah. uh, but I do know what they're talking about because I do remember that from other Buck Lemming episodes. And then the last mm-hmm. square is sexualized violence. Yes. Yeah. Every yes. time. Particularly when that guy's head cut off, got cut off. Am I right? You know what I mean? Hey. Yeah. Da da. Um, <laughs> this. Mo- like, Buck Lemming episodes just feel so old Hollywood to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, shit, yeah. the stuff in it is so. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not generic, but like. Old fashioned, oh, but God. in the bad way. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know when, like, boomers are like, ugh, back in my day, and it's like, well, first of all, back in your day, like, you know, women weren't allowed to talk, and also a bunch of other terrible shit, and also back in your day was your childhood, so of course everything seemed great to you. Yeah. This guy even had a dude from the 50s who's like, yes, been alive the entire time, but just absolutely does not... Like, they just do not, uh, he, he hasn't, like, been outside, so he hasn't experienced the world, so he's st- still being like, that's just swell. 50s lingo. Shit, yeah. Let's cool it, you cat. I don't know. I don't know a lot about the 50s. I saw Grease once <laughs> I, as a child, and I was like, that's enough, you know? We're done with that now. That's, that's enough about the 50s. Well, I've seen all I need to see. We're over. Can we skip to the funny. 60s? Uh, and I did. Yeah, fuck. Um, so this episode is a plot episode. And one, can I just say that I feel like they tried to remake one of my favorite Supernatural episodes. Um, when the levee breaks. Mm-hmm. The se- That's the season yeah. four episode where Sam gets... Like, detox, detox, and the thing that I hate most about that is that it kind of worked. (laughs) I don't know if it worked because they tried to remake it, and that worked. I think it just kind of worked because, like, Mark Shepard's amazing, and Crowley is great. Yeah. Crowley is the best. I feel like that's what makes it work. Yeah, Crowley is the best part of this episode, as he is the best part of every episode he's in. And, uh, I love him. Yeah. I wish this, this show were him, about like, him. De-talk. I wish this episode was about him, namely, fuck. Because I feel like that yeah. would be way more interesting than what they did. Yeah. I mean, I actually... Crowley, again, was the best part of this episode. I'll, I'll tell you right now, I actually kind of liked this episode. I mean, is it my favorite Supernatural episode? No, but it's a lot better than what we've been getting recently. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't... It was like... It was a big jumbled mess, but it was still kind of, like, fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, Crowley is, again, so good. Yeah, I mean, pro- props to Mark Shepard for really, like... Actually, you know what? Going back to Buck Lemming, uh, bingo. Uh, yeah. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Scene saved by fantastic acting? Yes. Any yes. scene that <laughs> that Crowley was in. Yeah. I There were a lot of scenes, I feel like. So, unlike when the levee breaks... They played, played Crowley's addiction for laughs. Like, nothing about Crowley's addiction is supposed to be tragic like Sam's is, which... Ooh. <laughs> it's tragic, yeah. Ew. Um, 
But, like, the use of... Okay, so I texted Ben and Travis, fuck Supernatural when I got to this part, and this was the part. When they played Heroin by the Velvet Underground, I almost flipped. Yeah. I almost flipped God. a fucking table. Yeah. I love that, that song. That song started playing, and I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? It was egregious i some people might like that scene it's definitely supposed to be comedic but it's not funny like the tone was comedic Mm -mm. i don't think we're supposed to feel bad i think we're supposed to kind of laugh at crowley like crying when he's watching casablanca and you know lovingly reading little women which are all little things that i did love but it's like What are you doing? And then what pushes it over the top is the use of heroin when that line about, you know, being like, I'm like, gee, I feel like Jesus's son, but it's Crowley and he's not Jesus's son. He's he's I was going to call him the wish version of Lucifer, but that's not fair because he's so good. Yeah, (laughs) he's the. um Oh, what's a random Target brand? He's the Gooden Gather. Yeah. <laughs> Lucifer. Yeah, he's the secret fire off And Lucifer's the great value. <laughs> Lucifer's a great value. And Crowley is the best. Um, What was I going to say? I was going to say, so it was the thing with Crowley that human blood, it, human blood is what makes him more human. And his addiction yes. was to, like, feeling the human emotions that he feels when he's taking human blood. Is that is that what I was supposed to read that as? Because that's what I did. Yeah, so he... I don't think he's feeling the emotions of, like, his victims, but it just makes him more human. So he, like, cries right. and feels for people... Yeah, yeah, he gets, yeah. he basically, like, in he's injecting himself with empathy, more or less. Yeah. 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 I personally hate shit like this in television shows, um, mostly because I don't, I mean, we've never had a good demon on the show, like, quote-unquote good, um, but we have had demons that showed emotion, and, like had feelings you know i don't know mm-hmm. i just think like like meg ex- yeah absolutely like meg like are we supposed to believe meg was toking up you know in the uh, off screen whenever she wanted to like feel I don't something think, for Castiel? i don't think so no definitely not i think um, this is exclusively a crowley thing <laughs> yes 100 percent. and i specifically think it's something that like jeremy carver has introduced i don't think they ever had a plan I don't think any other showrunner's ever been like, this is relevant or going to be important. Um, it, I, it is a fun little it is a fun little switch around from Sam's whole deal in season four. Yeah. I'll go ahead and say this right now. I don't like the idea of there being a item in anything that gives you the ability to feel or empathize. And this is not just a supernatural thing. I hate it. Literally every time it comes up in literally anything, I think it is mm-hmm. really stupid. I think it's especially stupid in Supernatural because that thing is human blood. Like, 
humans are somehow better or more empathetic than demons, which on the whole, sure, but demons were human first. And they run around in humans. So they're, they're, they, uh, the thing that's confusing is it's like, so you've got the demon, which is like this not physical object, right? It's, it doesn't, like it exists as smoke, but it doesn't really exist in our plane of, you know what I mean? And it, mm-hmm, they're injecting yeah. the bodies that they're in with human blood, the human bodies. Yeah, they're so not really doing anything it, to like refine it or make it into a drug. And, and then how is it this, doing the thing? And then there's this message that oh, human. The reason why is because humans are so empathetic. Well, what if you get a human who is not empathetic? Like, do you not get affected? We've had so many episodes where it's like ah, the real bad guys are humans. I ah, I just I hate shit like this. I hate it. Um. I would much rather explore an arc for Crowley where he learns to be a better person, you know? And I can't Mm. imagine a world where he gets that through his association with Sam and Dean, who can also be terrible. But yeah, I, I, I really don't like the human blood makes you more empathetic. It makes you cry at shit. It makes you more human, which means having emotions because it's like, well, demons had emotions previously, also how also it's stupid like ah yeah just not a fan i just don't like it so it's like they're doing the the scrooge thing except scrooge didn't get a magic potion that made him a better person he was terrorized by ghosts for an (laughs) evening which is also unrealistic but you know better than nothing i guess i don't know yeah so yeah, that is my that is my rant on the human blood thing. Excellent. That's fair. Yeah. So I really did like this episode though. So I mean I didn't love it. Uh it's I mean all right. there were things there were things about it that I liked. I liked that we got back to the blade and the Mark of Cain. Yeah. I liked that we got another little callback to the men of letters. I liked that we got to see a previous member of the Men of Letters who went rogue. That mm-hmm. was kind of cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and again, Crowley in general was fantastic. Yeah. I I really liked Crowley trying to win over Sam. How do y'all feel about that? Uh, I think... Because, uh, so here's here's why I liked it. Crowley, in a way, has this relatability to Sam. Mm-hmm. Because at one point, they were both hooked on blood. And so they basically have this, like... They have this thing that's similar to them. Like, they, they are similar to each other in that way. Mm-hmm. And I think... That's why Sam keeps being like, fuck you, Crowley. We're not the same. And Crowley is like, but we are. See. And I just thought that was like fun and interesting. I appreciate that interpretation, but I don't actually think that's what's happening. I think Sam, I think Crowley is trying to relate to Sam because they had that moment in that church at the end of last season. 
because Sam right. specific yeah. Sam more than anyone got Crowley addicted to human blood. True. It is on both of them for sure, for sure, for sure. But mm-hmm. really, like a big part. But of Sam this, got the ball rolling on that one. I mean, Sam was the yeah. one, you know, pulling, put doing the plunger, right? I think it would have been really interesting and smart to be like, hey, you know, I'm not the only person who uh, has gone through some shit like this. But I don't think that's what Supernatural was doing because it's it's Supernatural, you know? Yeah, yeah, they're not thinking that smart. Yeah. They barely remember what happened last season, much less, <laughs> you know. Which is really a shame because I think that would be a very interesting way to explore that relationship as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I just don't think that supernatural things and things like that. I will say one thing that really annoys me is I wish the show would fucking like I wish I wish Sam and Dean would give Crowley some slack. I wish they would be like yeah, I mean, you're the king of hell, but you're like our token token evil teammate, which, yes, might be out of character. And yes, like, Crowley has done some unforgivable shit, mostly to Kevin, I feel like, but also to mm-hmm. Sam and Dean. Well, no, I'm going to say mostly to Kevin. But if, if Sam and Dean can forgive Cass, then I feel like, Crowley's just a little guy. He's just a little dude. This is starting to feel less like, you know, they actually have an issue with Crowley and more on principle because he's a demon. And I just want them to be like, yeah, yeah I mean, you could be our token evil teammate. Like, what? I, wow, I can't stay mad at you, Crowley. Because yeah. we know that Mark Shepard is always going to escape, you know? We know he's always going to mm-hmm. get out just at the nick of fucking time. He always does. Which means that Sam and Dean's constant like, all right, now that we're done with you, we're going to kill you. I'm serious this time. It's just starting to look half-hearted, you know? Just kind of yeah, silly. Yeah. This time, Sam's like, hey, let's kill Crowley in front of Crowley. <laughs> and he immediately is like, <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm going to fuck off. <laughs> Which is just, what are you doing, man? That thing that can kill me first, yeah. Yeah. Hey, what if we both killed Crowley? Dude, what? What are you doing? (laughs) Which, honestly, that was like Crowley taking the blade and fuck off. That was inevitable. Oh, my God, I saw that happening from, like, immediately when when they, like, discussed what the plot of this episode was going to be. I was like, oh, so Crowley's going to get the blade and fuck off. I... Kind of would have liked it if um, I, I I will say I do think Crowley is reaching out to Sam and Dean in 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 a genuine way. Like I kind of think he sees them oh, as yeah. his token evil teammates or you know token good teammates, and I think he is legitimately mm-hmm. like I actually kind of care about you guys in in my yeah. Crowley way. And I just want Sam and Dean to accept that so fucking bad. Mostly because at this point, I like Crowley more than I like Sam and Dean. (laughs) So, you know. That was true and evident (laughs) when he was trying to get validation from Sam. 
Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, also, Sam's like, you're useless, and Crowley being like, um, what? You're useless? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, that was good. That was accurate and good. Also, Sam being like, you're disgusting when he's addicted to the blood. Buddy, you're addicted to blood. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. I thought that that's where I started getting that interpretation. Yeah. Um, because, like, Sam sees his past self in Crowley also getting addicted to blood. See, and I would like that to be the case, but I leg- I don't think that that was on purpose. Oh, yeah. No, this is definitely a, like, this is definitely a headcanon situation. I I don't think that they will follow that trail at all in yeah. canon. Also, unrelated, well, related. So this episode is about them finding the first blade, which they finally do, and we will get into, like, where that is. But I had misremembered the Cain and Abel story, and I believed in my heart of hearts that it specified in the in the bible that Cain killed Abel with a rock mostly because that's all the pictures I've seen Uh, you know what I same big same okay so here's actually what it is Cain said to his brother Abel let us go out to the field and when they were in the field Cain rose up against his brother and killed him and that's like all it says according to biblegateway.com yeah yeah it's like it's like how they mentioned that there's a forbidden fruit, but they never say that it's a fruit. Yeah. But it's always depicted as an apple. So the entire time I was watching this episode, before I looked that up, I was like, wouldn't it be fucking hilarious if Dean and Sam had to find the first rock, the rock that killed Abel? <laughs> <laughs> it would make sense as to why Crowley's having such a hard time tracking it down. It's a fucking rock. <laughs> the first rock the rock that did the first murder there were no there was a bunch of stone and a lot of ground but no rocks kate had to go chisel that off Uh, in in, when we remake supernatural (laughs) we're doing the first rock (laughs) just gonna have like blood on it like a little bit of brain matter that won't make any sense but it's happening (laughs) we're gonna do brain matter and we're gonna do a little bit of blood which won't make any sense but we're doing it and uh a little bit of hair (laughs) (laughs) a little bit of hair oh my god just a hair of hair teensy tiny a little bit of curly black hair for abel and that's what we're doing It'll be great. It'll be so much fun. Come on. And it'll be a huge rock, too. So Dean can't keep it in his pocket. He has to lug around everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he has to carry it on his shoulders like Atlas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. The first rock. No sneaking around. <laughs> uh, it'd be hilarious. Okay. So... Um, I want to talk about, like, how they actually find the blade. So, the blade, they have to meet up with a French guy whose name is Andre Develin. Also, not actually French. 
the actor isn't. That guy is definitely yeah, French. Right, yeah. And he's like, I brought it into the country and I sold it to a museum. The museum is in Kansas City. They're trying to authenticate it. And Dr. McElroy there, um, who's the woman who inappropriately hits on Dean, uh, is like, oh, I sold it to a confidential buyer who went by the name Magnus. And Sam and Dean are like, Magnus, like the fucking... Like the Men of Lever- like Letters the Men of alias. Letters alias, yeah. So they're able to track down the only Men of Letters still alive, Cuthbert Sinclair, who's been using magic to keep himself young. Um, he is in an invisible fortress and just collects, like, people? Uh, he collects supernatural stuff. Yeah, supernatural yeah. stuff, including monsters, mm-hmm. um, which he then has killed for his enjoyment. And at the end of the episode, so he has what he calls a zoo. And I want to know what Sam and Dean do with those creatures. And I feel like the answer is leave them to star. Yeah, probably. Because yeah. remember, they are people. They're vampires and they're shapeshifters that are the ones that we see. And I'm sure he has others. But like... Oh, those... yeah. I'm sure he's got werewolves. I'm sure he's got gin. I'm sure he's got uh, all of them. All of those creatures are functionally innocent and... As far as we know, are just normal people who are vampires and shapeshifters and so on and so forth. Haven't there's nothing inherent about being a shapeshifter that requires you to like hunt humans, and then vampires mm-hmm. you can do like the vegetarian vampire thing. Um, and I just think it's important to like talk about that since supernatural keeps having episodes where it's like actually monsters are people too well you can't have those episodes and a fun show where your main characters hunt monsters for a living yeah yeah sounds like somebody wanted to have their cake and hunt it too yeah because every time there is a person on screen or mentioned, I'm like, I wonder what happened to that people who personed. Yeah. And the answer is inevitably they were murdered or left to starve to death. The point is, is that they were not released after being pets. Yeah. To, you know, the true monster. Yeah. Who, incidentally, to this time is also a man. <laughs> <clears throat> but they hunt him down, and he's very creepy and has been alone way too long. And they show him that Dean has the mark of Cain, and he immediately is like, I gotta get my hand on this guy. You gotta get my mark on that. Ugh, I gotta, I gotta fucking hold on to him. And so he poofs Sam out of there, literally, and like is really creepy towards Dean and then when Sam breaks back in he's like ah I gotta use Sam to keep Dean in line so that I don't have to mind control him yeah 
And then Dean kills him. He chops off his head with the first blade. Yeah. That was pretty dope. I didn't realize he was doing it with the first blade at first, and I was like, holy shit. Just lopped his fucking brain off. Yeah. Got a little off the top. A little too much. So, um, yeah. It was, uh, that was that. Also, Snooki appears this episode. She's a crossroads demon. And it's like, mm-hmm. ha ha, Snooki sucks, so she's a demon. I'm cool with, like, the light poking fun at herself. But at one point, Dean's like, I would have fucking kill you. And I was like, okay, that was a little intense. Um, was a bit much, yeah. Yeah, a little bit much. Yeah. Um, it, has that, it has that watch Paris die vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so apparently in season six episode Mannequin Three: The Reckoning, they mention they like give Snooky a shout out because they're going to be in Jersey. Yeah, and they're like maybe we'll see Snooky, and that all you know also does definitely doesn't date the episode at all. Also, that's when Snooky was relevant. <laughs> yeah, took him three, three years to get around to three it, huh? seasons prior. Um, I wish Cass was in this episode. Yeah, I like it when they pair yeah, Cass was, and Crowley up together. But that would have been man the the whole gang's back oh, together. Oh God, that and also Cass and or uh, Misha Collins and Mark Shepard just have such a great chemistry. Um, they're just a delight, like every time. So, and they're again they're kind of a nice break from our leads, like. Sam and Dean have just gotten a lot of playtime recently, and you know what? Maybe they need maybe they needed to, uh, to chill. Maybe they need some time off. You know? Oh, yeah. It says here that she was super stoked to do a cameo for Supernatural. I'm sure she was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh no, she was a fan of the show. Oh, for what? real? Yeah. Oh, we gotta get yeah. her on. Yeah. <laughs> What's she doing nowadays? Who fucking knows? Rolling in her piles of money, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Being very successful and happy. Mm. So, the reason why I don't like Dean's, like, I'm going to kill you line to her is, like, you know, there were men in real life who truly thought Snooki should die for the crime of oh, being yeah. a reality TV star who likes to tan. Totally. So. Yeah, not a good move, Supernatural. Yeah. yeah, I mean it. That see, that's the kind of shit. What I mean, like Buck Lemming feels old Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's not just one of these days, Alice. It's straight up, Alice. I'm going to kill you for being a woman. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is what it is. But I don't know. It's obnoxious. Um, let's see. What else? What else? Uh, also, there is a woman in this episode who spends 90% of her time on screen in, uh, like, lingerie. Her and Crowley are are fucking, but she is betraying Crowley to Abaddon and, like, purposely getting him high to get information out of him. Uh, remember, there are only five flavors a woman could be, right? So there's mother, sister... Spicy barbecue. Whore. Sorry, not whore. Love interest. Oh, that was mm-hmm. a slip. Eey. 
Um, I was going to say love interest. Oh, bitch. That's the one. I was I was combining bitch and love interest. Ah. And uh, the fifth flavor, as usual, is dead. And this uh, woman, this demon lady, Lola, uh, is three of the five flavors. So at least she's multifaceted, you know? Yeah. Um, yes, but she Crowley kills her. She dies, and that's when he has his like, oh god, I've gone too far. I'm too deep. Gone too far, you know. So. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. She. Oh, oh god. Can we talk about her little interaction with Aldo? Oh <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, what a fucking dork this guy was. The reason was. why she, we know she's a bitchy bitch betrayer is, one, she's a, a woman on Supernatural and she's a demon. But two, uh, because she, we get a little scene with her and this guy named Aldo, who is working for Abaddon. And is just super this excited guy, about it. Loves to be given a chance. This guy could have been an extra in the Matrix movie. <laughs> yes, that's true. God bless his sweet. That's what soul. he looks like. This is the they give this guy a name, and this is the only episode he's yep. in. Jesus Christ! Find that out from SupernaturalWiki.com. I did. It's my favorite website. So I have found a list somebody makes made of the 35 best Supernatural episodes from seasons 1 to 10. Um, oh, yeah? And this is just personal opinion, but I'm really curious if I agree with like this list. So their number one best episode is The Man Who Would Be King, which is the season okay. 6 episode with Cass. Yeah. Uh, number two is Changing Channels. Gotcha. Number three is one we haven't gotten to yet. It's uh, Fan Fiction. That was their, like, 200th episode. How, oh, was that the musical episode? That is the musical episode, yeah. Okay, hard disagree. Uh, you have you don't know yet. <laughs> I've, see, I've, I've seen clips eh, of it. All right. Um, Swan Song is number four. The French okay. Mistake is number five. Hmm. All right. Of, all of these could have gone before the musical episode. Uh, Hammer of the Gods is number <laughs> six. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Number seven is Hunter Hiroichi. Mm, all right. Uh, number eight is Book of the Damned. Uh, that is is that all, one is that one we, we have not yet? gotten to yet. Okay. Number. I'll go ahead and let it stay. Number nine is Mystery Spot. Gotcha. Number ten is What Is and Never Should Be. Nice. Okay. Number eleven is The Prisoner, which is we also haven't gotten to yet. Okay. Uh, number twelve is another season ten episode. Uh, number 11 is All Hell Breaks Loose Part 2, correct. Number 14 is The End. 15 is The Monster at the End of this book. Wait, The End? Like The End, The End? No, not the last episode. The one where Dean goes into the future where Sam said yes to Lucifer. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Number 16 is Heaven Can't Wait, which is actually one from this season. 17 Mm -hmm. is Free to Be You and Me. 18 is uh, 10 is not here. Uh, 19 is Pac-Man Fever, which is a Charlie episode. Okay. <laughs> 20 is Sam Interrupted. 21 right. is Bad Day at Black Rock. It could have been higher. 22 is Home. Yeah. 
No. 23 is The Rapture. That's the one where Jimmy, like, Cass is sent back to him heaven and they have to use Jimmy oh. to, like, piece together what he's trying to yeah. tell him. Okay, Number 24 yeah. is Sacrifice, which is the end of last season. That's the one where gotcha. they're yeah. closing up hell. 25 is Blade mm-hmm. Runners, which was this episode. Wow, okay. 26 is uh, not out yet. Yeah, it's not out yet. We haven't seen it. Or it is out, but we haven't seen it yet. 27 right. is the Born Again Identity. Mm, all right. Um, 28 is Yellow Fever. They're really stretching. They How long is this list? They really needed to grab for something. Could have ended at 20, to be honest. 29 Shoot. is Reading is Fundamental. Ah, okay. 30 is Dark Side of the Moon, which is a great episode and should be way higher. 31 is On the Head of a Pin, which is also a great episode and should be way higher. Maybe this list is backwards. 32 is Do You Believe in Miracles, which is not here yet, Hmm. which we haven't seen. 33 is Weekend at Bobby's. Okay. We haven't gotten to 34 yet, and 35 is Repo Man. Okay, yeah, this list kind of this list kind of lost its plot after twenty. I, yeah. I enjoy Repo Man and uh, Weekend at Bobby's is great. Yeah, well, yeah, those two episodes could have been way higher than an episode like Yellow Fever. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the fuck is this list? At, at, after after twenty, they were like, let's just finish writing names of supernatural episodes. <laughs> yeah. I don't, ah, fuck, I don't remember anymore. I'll just look up, I'll look up on IMDb, I'm already here. Oh my god. It is a personal opinions list. I'm not gonna look that. It's not like this was fan voted or anything. Uh, Which I feel like it should be pretty easy to find what has the best rating, like episode with the best rating of Supernatural. Um, I'll tell you right now, the lowest rated episode is... Currently, the finale. the finale. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I, I want to guess. I want to guess the highest rated episode currently is. It's either Mystery Spot or Changing Channels. Yeah. It's Mystery Spot. You you look that up, or is that your guess? No. That's my guess. I'm gonna look up best rated episode of Supernatural. Yeah, it's gotta be Mystery Spot. This is according to Variety. Okay. Variety.com, which I don't know how they get this information. I don't know if this is just... Uh, is it? Yeah, is that like Nielsen ratings? or? Uh, I think it's um, just these two guys. <laughs> these two people who wrote this episode, who wrote this list. But now I'm curious as to what they said. Also, when was this published? Because that's going to decide some things. Oh, 2017. Okay, so far enough into the show... Where it's like, we, we've got a good chunk of the show to go off of. Alright, this is not loading. Okay, okay. This is Screen Rant, the 10 best episodes according to IMDb. This should be good. Ooh, number 10 is Swan Song. What the fuck? Better be a strong fucking list. Number 9 is Changing Channels. Holy shit. Number 8 is Scooby Natural. Okay. Okay. 
I ha- we haven't seen that, but I'm going to believe that it's strong. Number seven is Baby, which we haven't seen yet, but is a very popular episode. And it's so good. is a good later season episode. So this is fair. Okay. Num- number right. six is The French Mistake. Okay. Number five is Don't Call Me Shirley, which is uh, we haven't gotten to yet. Okay. Uh, number four is Fan Fiction. Okay, out, out. <laughs> this list is bad. No, let me do the last three. <laughs> Number three is Lazarus Rising, which is Cass's first episode. I'm going to say that's fair. Okay. Number yeah. two is All Hell Breaks Loose, which is correct. Okay. What the fuck is number one? No. Who who wrote this? Please tell. Who did this? I, I told you, as soon as fan fiction showed up, I told you this list was whack. What it's is Myra, it? It's Myra, which is an episode we haven't gotten to yet. Um, who and what? And also why? And also who did this? What? What, yeah, what, uh, more importantly, what information is this? This is according to IMDb ratings. But like, but like, it's not accurate. But how old is it? I don't know. How old is oh, this? Oh, uh, before the finale, but late enough that they like the, the their number one is a season fourteen episode. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, so according to so late so late enough that they should have not put fan fiction on it is what you're yes. saying. Uh, according to IMDb, and I'm looking at this right now, like currently, the highest rated episode of Supernatural is Swan Song, which is an acceptable as it should be. I want to know. I got to know if the lowest one. Oh, okay. No, the lowest one is uh, once again a season nine. Um, season nine episode. But the second lowest is the finale, and then the third lowest is bugs. Nice. Okay. Second second highest. Oh wait. Oh, it changed. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. User rating, Swan Song, Scooby Natural, French Mistake, Changing Channels, Baby, Fan Fiction, Wrong, uh, <laughs> Mystery Spot, Don't Call Me Shirley, Lazarus Rising, Justin Bello is number 10 right now. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a solid list. Except for Fan Fiction. <laughs> you haven't even seen it, Travis. I don't think you should I be know. judging those. You've seen clips. It's not the same. I don't think you should be judging this so often. I know. It's not the same. I've seen I've seen very out of context that clips. That so I do I'm agree, sure, but... Uh... <laughs> I'm sure once I actually get yeah. to it. Oh, wait. Sort by... Oh, so that was by user writing. Sort by popularity. Oh. Is there a difference? Yeah. Okay. Here's... Top 10 by popularity. Oh, no. Popularity just means activity. Wait. No. This has to be the wrong way. I've got no fucking clue. (laughs) Well, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Okay. So when I clicked on... (laughs) When I clicked on uh, popularity, the first five that popped up were Asylum, Bloody Mary, Bugs, Dead in the Water, and Faith. Well, now I'm even more confused. And then if I click on it again to like flip the list around, there's Back to the Future, Moira, Jack in the Box, Absence, and Game Night. You've lost. You've lost me. Yeah, I have no idea what's going yeah, on. No idea what this means. date of your rating. I don't know what that means. 
Meaning, like, what ratings have you left and what are the dates? Yeah, I, it doesn't make sense because there's a bunch of episodes that I haven't put ratings on. Speaking of, what U.S. box office? Else? What else? What else should we discuss? Okay, anyway, that was, that was enough of that. <sighs> Do you guys want to get into some uh, reviews left on this specific episode? Oh, hell yeah. God, yes. Okay. As per usual, I will do the highest rating and the lowest rating, and then just some I choose. All right. Maybe could have been two good, maybe could have been two episodes, but good otherwise. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> bingo. Did they put bingo in nope, the No, that's, that's a me edition, because that's on the bingo card. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's that fucking funny. Shit. I, I think there was a possibility of splitting this into two stories. The first about getting Crowley off human blood, being a junkie, and the second about Magnus fighting the first blade. As it is now, it ends being a solid way to more uh, move the season forward while giving Shepard something to play, which, of course, he does well in creating different setups for common scenes. This episode plays a lot of different notes of the various tropes of the series and stands out among the mytho-heavy episodes. 10 out of 10. All right, and then there's one that looks like it's going to be a low rating, but there's not a rating on it. But I'm super curious about what it says, but I'll read the lowest rating. So one they first. just left a review without a yeah. rating. A, uh, the plot thickens. A well written and directed and acted episode. Crowley is, directed, uh, is addicted to human blood, and the boys need the blade of Cain for a mission. Crowley finds the blade, and the boys have an opportunity to pay back Crowley which they do by threatening to kill him. That's not in there, but I, that's in me edition. A fast-paced episode with a good mix of humor and action. Humor is applied when the audience needs a release from the story's tension. Uh, Shepard excellently portrays the evil, slick Crowley character with the added intellectual humorous quids. Blade Runners is another cut-and-paste story, but ends strongly with a few surprises. One, of, one sees the Blade's effects on Dean's, a harbinger of future events. What are Crowley's plans with the Blade of Cain? 7 out of 10. This episode was written either by Brad Buckner or Eugenie Ross Lemming. <laughs> this review, you mean? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's They were what like, I meant. we can't make the rating too high. Yes, the blade uh, affects Dean. We see that now very clearly to the point where Sam has to talk him down from his murder lust. Oh, I want to read this one just based on the title. Odd. <laughs> well, this was an odd episode. <laughs> there were quite a bit of new information in this episode that wasn't even hinted at in prior episodes. The biggest of the new information was created house, creating houses that were entirely invisible and undetectable that some guy was kicked out of the men of letters for. Bingo! <laughs> That's another thing on the bingo card. <laughs> Sounds a bit odd, don't you think? That guy was pretty annoying before he met his end with the first blade, which is pretty cool. But it's definitely going to play, uh, play a toll on Dean before the end of the season. I feel like they should just claim that house and use it as their home. It's not too far away from where they should strictly, uh, from where they should strictly work at the bunker. Eight out of ten. All right. You know what? They're right. Fuck. Yeah. You know what? It's a nice house. Like a little. I, I think a little yeah. uh, gauche, but not too not too shabby. It needs some doors mm -hmm. and windows, though. All right. Sam and Dean Fine Crowley. Oh, this is a cut and paste. 
Sam and Dean find Crowley, who's addicted, who's currently addicted to blood, and have to uh, him help them continue the, continue the search for the first blade. The episode had some things I enjoyed, but also some things I disliked. I'm not quite sure what it is, but the majority of the episode didn't quite keep me on the edge of my seat or even held my interest for uh, interest entirely. Bingo again. That's the free space. <laughs> Bingo again. <laughs> the first half of the episode consisted of Crowley playing, played by the brilliant Mark Shepard, injecting himself with blood, and then just a lot of Sam and Dean Crowley traveling from point A to B to C with no transitioning or memorable scenes in between. They'd be at one location, they'd have some revelation as to where to go next, and then suddenly be at the next necessary point. It felt like a huge cut-and-paste episode. The last ten minutes of the episode were honestly the best part, and I wish the writers had managed to build up the excitement leading to this moment. Once again, the writers seem to be treated Castiel as some sort of ghost of a character who's only mentioned once in the entire episode. The brothers don't seem to give a damn where he even is or what he's doing, which seems a bit odd considering at, uh, after the whole incident with Metatron, you'd think they want to know what their friend is up to and whether he's safe or not. So I guess it isn't fair to say that it isn't about the brothers who don't care about, it isn't the brothers who don't care about Cass, but the writers themselves didn't care about him enough to make him part of this crucial plot development. So that was unfortunate. And is it just me, or was the odd sexual tension between Dean and the woman, Dr. McAvoy, a bit unstrange slash unnecessary? Yeah. Now, as I said, there are some parts I enjoyed. I like the majority of Crowley's scenes, though his parts at the beginning were, uh, where he's moping around felt like they were just dragging on. I like that Sam and Dean, for the first time in a long time, actually worked together as a team and somehow managed to stow their crap temporarily. I also enjoyed several of the scenes between Sam and Crowley, who have a bit sort of an odd friendship, or at least Crowley likes to think so. And there is definitely some important development for Dean in the last bit of the episode. I enjoyed the albeit short cameo by Nicole Polizzi, um, also known as Snooky. It was meant to just be a short comedic addition to the episode, and I felt that it worked well. There was also a new character introduced in this episode, Magnus, played by Kevin Smith, and he did a wonderful job. When he was on screen, my attention was definitely on him, and I was impressed with his performance. He did do a good job. All in all, it wasn't the greatest episode of the season, but it was important to the story, and there were some enjoyable parts. So yeah, so that's that. Not a whole lot of reviews on this one. There's another 10 out of 10 review. Um, that's pretty much it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, no, sorry, another 8 out of 10, not a 10 out of 10. So one 10 out of 10, two 8s out of 10, a 7 out of 10, then one without a, without a review. Uh, but seems to be pretty middling. So, um, yeah. That's that. I some I don't want to say that Dean Sam and Dean don't care about Cass, but sometimes it does feel like they're so into like themselves. I don't know. Sometimes it does kind of feel like they don't care about Cass. You know what I mean? Not the yeah. way that they do each other. Oh, definitely. It's just kind of, I don't know. Maybe that's just an unfair interpretation because, like, I'm at the point in the show where I'm just like, guys, be entertaining again. Yeah, be bros. Dance! Dance for me! And then I crack my whip. Dance to my liking. So, um, especially since we're about to start, like, the worst season. Oh, The worst one. It's is season one. 10 the worst it's season? my worst season. But yes, oh, it no. is. I actually saw I'm, a list of... I'm in my worst season right now. It, it, it can possibly get worse. Oh, baby. 
Oh, oh baby. Oh, oh boy. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, sweet oh, no. little. Hey, no. it's always darkest no, before no. the dawn. Also, before season. Uh, <laughs> or sometimes it's just all darkness. Oh, no. It's all darkness. Ooh. Oops, all darkness. Oh, man. Would I say that season 10 is the worst season of Supernatural? Yes. Would I say it's the only worst season of Supernatural? No. But just barely. <laughs> just barely. Huh. I'll, I'll say it's nothing you haven't seen before. But I'm... Mostly because they keep having the same problems over and over again. Yeah. Nice. Can't wait. I would say if you locked me in a room and told me that the only way out was to watch all of season 10 again, then I might die. <laughs> or I'd be in that room for a very long time. You you can either uh, watch season 10 of Supernatural or cut your foot off saw style. Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> I'm going to need to think on that one. I'd rather cut my foot off <laughs> saw style. On the one hand, I am pretty attached to both my feet. But on the other hand, <laughs> season, see, we can't do season 11. I once had someone tell me that season 11 was their favorite season of Supernatural. And I watched season 11. And I really do think it's just because season 10 is so bad that anything after that being a marginal improvement was it. Um, just so like it's like when you're in the desert and you're starving and then you have the first thing it could be a McDonald's fucking hamburger that's two days old and you would think it's the best thing you've ever had in your life that is what I Incredible. truly believe reminds me of the uh, the scene in Iron Man the first Iron Man when Tony Stark gets back from being kidnapped and the first thing he says when he steps foot back in America says I want Burger yep. King yeah <laughs> that is, yeah, that is, yep, correct. So, I just, uh, and anyways, yeah. end of episode now, you know? <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. what have we learned from this? Crowley's amazing. Sam and Dean should Crowley's probably great. chill out just because I'm tired of seeing them always shit on Crowley. Uh, oh, I had the thought that Abaddon was almost Eve, but just like she's around longer, so she's not. Yeah. Hmm. I guess I, I guess I do like her character more than Eve, and I do think her actress has a lot more fun. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, but there's nothing about Abaddon that I'm like, oh fuck yeah, Abaddon! I can't wait. Yeah, she's just like a boring bad guy. It's just copy and paste evil thing. Yeah, she's yeah. she's this again, you know. Yeah, I do have a question. Yes. Do you think when Crowley fucked off with the blade, he immediately went and found a harm reduction course? So there is a joke is here. This a I can pun? This is it. not a pun. Oh, oh is... this isn't a pun. This is like an actual question, uh, like a harm reduction course on like uh, addiction and whatnot. Oh, and like no. and cleaning oh. needles. Not not at all. All right, you know, I'm just thinking like 
if this show was on any other channel or like maybe Netflix, HBO, what have you, and they did this, I think in the next episode they would show Crowley like learning about testing kits and whatnot. Because I think that was a point in what's that vampire show that was on HBO? True, True Blood. Blood, yeah. There was a similar uh, mini arc in that. No, I mean, that would be cool, but no. Yeah. Also, I feel like um, Lucifer would have done something like that. Yeah, that is true. Which is also a very silly, goofy show, but just like, what? They, like, go up to Supernatural, and they pull back just a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Final thoughts. Uh, this episode was okay. Mark Shepard is a gem and really saves a lot of it. Um, guess what's next week? Guess, what is guess it? Travis. Guess what um, it is. Is it tax day? Travis, it's, guess what it is. It's the, um... It's when we get to see a monster eat a ham sandwich. So close. The episode's called Mother's Little Helper. Mother's Little Helper. I really struggle getting that out. Mother's Little Helper. Yes. Uh, let's see. Sam and Dean. Sam and Dean hire a mommy dom to live in the bunker. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow! 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 You can, of course, check out our socials at Habcast and Hey Ask But A Supernatural Podcast that is on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, respectively. Uh, you can also go to Patreon.com, where for $3 a month, you can gain access to the other show we do, Let's Check Ass, the show where we watch things with supernatural actors that are, in fact, not supernatural. And for $1 a month, you can join our Discord, where we have a ton of fun. I shared the picture of Richard Nixon's, Nixon's very sad uh, lunch with no context. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you want to get a lot of no context pictures and then figure out what they yeah. mean three days yeah, later. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't do it now, then it won't happen. You know, if I don't do exactly. it immediately when I think of it, it will never come up. So that's just how that is. Thanks so much for listening. Have fun. And don't die. Bye. I mean, bye.